This is all in the okay. public record. He lived in Mesquite. Okay. He had a girlfriend. Okay. He gambled at the casinos. <laughs> he called his mother. Ever, I know, ever any indication at all that this is nothing that we're we're lost. I don't understand. Hey guys, it's Jennifer and Cheyenne. And we're back with some crime told fireside. Oh yeah. God, oh, trademark yeah. that. This is an inside episode. It's kind of cold. It is. It's very cold outside. So we're still fireside. We're just uh fireside by our little electric fireplace. It counts. It, it counts. does count. I was like, I feel like there's just got to be fire around somewhere. Yes. Like even a candle, even lighting a candle would be fire. That counts. It's fireside. Is. Well, we have some news. We had a bundle of joy enter our lives right before the holidays. Yes. Yes. His name is. Well, I'll let you do introductions. Um, So his name is Benny. Benny. He's this cute little chihuahua, brown and white, and he's like the best dog. He's just so good. He's such a little caregiver because Pico's just like this little grumpy old man. And so Benny is like always worried about him. Like, where is he? Is he all right? If like Pico's gone for too long, he's got to let me know. Benny is a caregiver in his heart. So cute. Um, and Pico is just like, whatever. Could not possibly care less. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, also, in other news, so after six years <laughs> of me begging Jennifer to marry me, she finally said yes. She still said no. <laughs> and she said no again. Yeah. Engaged. Yes, we are engaged finally. That's um, exciting. We took a trip to New York and I proposed in front of the Rockefeller Christmas tree. Oh my God. Right after it was lit. Epic, iconic. Oh my God. Well above wildest dreams of an engagement <laughs> story. And also, New York City. Oh my God. Uh, I know. I love it. It was incredible. If you can find a way to go visit New York, see the landmarks, do all the things, go to the shows. Oh my God. Unbelievable. We saw the Rockettes and we saw Phantom of the Opera on Broadway. Phantom of the Opera was awesome. Everything was amazing. The best one, probably best trip of my life for sure. So, yeah, we've been busy. Had a few updates. Now, planning yeah, weddings, a lot going on. A child, a wedding. I know. That's what we like to do that. We like to do everything backwards. I know, right? I know. <laughs> All right. And, I, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Sorry. 
And then a few weeks ago for my birthday, we went to <laughs> Vegas just all of a sudden. Surprise! <laughs> it was really cool. Like, I love Vegas anyway, but that trip was so much fun. It's pretty much like a weekend, but it was it was awesome. It was. And Vegas is like, I mean, the hotels are just so incredible. Like, you can, you can. I mean, it's probably about a four-hour flight for us, but you can get hotel rooms for relatively inexpensive and go and have yourself a weekend. So we had a blast. We ended the year very, very strong. 2021. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Ended pretty well. I saw you, uh, oh my God, I feel like I just have so, I have so many things that I feel like I want to make episodes out of. <laughs> so I'm like, oh yeah. Have you heard about X, Y, and Z? The Delphi update is oh yeah the Anthony shots yes because we're coming up on the five year anniversary yes and I feel like they're so close God I know or maybe I, they don't know anything I don't know I hope it's been five years oh my God I really hope not I really need them to well it just, just seems very solvable well yeah it's just so wild and then. So do you want to tell them about kind of like the, how the Anthony shots thing came to be or came around? I mean, I don't know that much, but, um, I just remember it happened very late at night. Like they had a little, I don't even know if it was a press conference, but they were like, Hey, anybody that knows spoke to this screen name, Anthony shots, Get in touch with us, the Delphi. And this happened at like 1030 at night. So, of course, I was up all night trying to read what's going on. That was on like their Facebook page, right? I think so. They made this announcement. Yeah. And I guess the guy that was behind it, um, what is his name? I keep wanting to say Kevin Klein, but maybe that's it. Maybe it was like Calvin Klein. (laughs) I don't know. I think it's something (laughs) like that. But he is... um, in jail currently so i don't know i Mm. don't know they never said why they were wanting to talk to him in connection to delphi Mm -hmm. any of that so i'm hoping something happens soon i know i just want those families to have some peace it's so so brutal and then you were watching something last night what was it? Was it just like a breakdown of like these text messages or something like that? This yeah. Text exchange. Yeah. Um, the person that found the girls, um, Abby and Libby, had um, text someone, maybe his wife or something. I don't really know who he was texting, but apparently those texts were leaked. So it was pretty interesting. There were some um, details in there that were, I mean, if they are real. They're very interesting. Yeah. Intense. That whole case is so intense. Absolutely. I, I, I saw you sipping on something earlier, a new beer earlier. Yes. I'm very curious about it. the can is so pretty. It's very pretty. Um, it's called Coastal Love. Um, hazy IPA, of course. <laughs> Wicked Weed Brewing. Oh, Wicked Weed. Nice. Yeah. Coastal Love. Coastal Love. Um, so 
the can kind of looks like shorts you would buy at Pacific Sun, like swim shirts. <laughs> swim shorts. Do. Yeah. It's got it's like navy blue on part of it. No, the whole can is navy blue, and then it's got yellow and orange, like lines, like a Carolina blue line, an orange hop. It says a portion of proceeds benefit hurricane relief efforts and nonprofits working to protect the shorelines we love. That's pretty cool. I love to see it. Yeah, that's awesome. We love a beer with a cause. All right. So let's crack her open here. Crack her open. Oh, yeah. Nice crack. Thank you. It's, like, <laughs> it's like the only scenario where I feel like saying nice crack. Is, uh, <laughs> here you go. Let's see, let's try her out. Whoa. <laughs> that was Tried not- to get me. <laughs> That's good. It's tasty. I want it to be in a glass. I feel like that bad boy. I mean, it doesn't have to be, you know. But yeah. the next one I drink, I'm like. Should be in a glass. I feel and like we should, it should be on be the beach. Res- Yes, hell yes. That's what I'm talking about. So it's good though. It's pretty good. Thanks, yeah. Wicked Weed. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh so go buy some coastal love and uh support shore uh shore rescue efforts. So speaking of Las Vegas, um we first went to Las Vegas together in early 2021. Right. I did not expect for it to be so cold. That was the first thing. Oh, like, yeah. It God, it's freezing. So cold. Well, yeah, because I'm like, oh, desert. Like, oh, it's so hot during the day and then it's freezing at night. Was not prepared for it to be like winds at 40 miles per hour, 30 degrees. Yeah, it was pretty chilly. <laughs> like the middle of the day. So, yeah, for sure. Uh, well, you learn a lot when you travel. <laughs> um, mostly went that first time to like spend some time in the desert and kind of just you know go through the different uh like those canyon i mean it's just we all love i love know that i love to scramble over large rocks i like to call it bouldering it's not it and it would be highly offensive to people who are like actual boulders boulderers <laughs> yeah boulderers bullions bolt yeah bullions bullions <laughs> I just like to scramble around large rocks. So, mm-hmm. uh, and give Cheyenne a heart attack when I do it. Yes. So, but we both love the West Coast and, um, you know, spend time driving through and wandering around red rocks, canyons. Um, like I said, giving Cheyenne little heart attacks. But, um, so yeah, we visited again over New Year's Eve for uh, Cheyenne's birthday. And we just had a great experience. We, are both fully vaccinated and boosted. And so, you know, we take mask wearing and hygiene really seriously. I don't like crowds anyway. So I feel like that first time that we went, it was like still in the height of. Oh yeah. It was pretty good. Cause yeah. there was like no one out there. Yeah. It was awesome. We went back. I mean, it was definitely more people. So, uh, we had a great time celebrating. Uh, we were also hyper conscientious about, crowds and the rona and a lot of stuff outside um yeah but we had a great time so you know anytime we visit a city we like to find locations where true crime stories or true crimes have taken place um and what do we call that let's see been there done that 
also known as BGBD. <laughs> nope. BDDD. Nope. Also no. BDD. Oh my God. Been there. Been there, done that. BDD. <laughs> BTBD. Still wrong. Is it? Yeah. Been there, done. BTDT. There it is. I'll say it fast. BDDD. <laughs> so we like to call it Been There, Done That. Been There, Done That. Uh, uh, which helps us illustrate to you, dear listeners, uh, more of the actual scene where the event took place and tell a realistic story about what happened there. Um, Correct. I think one of the places I think about first uh, is Columbine High School. Yes. In my mind, everything looked so different. Like, for sure. Yeah, way different. Yeah. And even though, like, I saw the high school on the news and all of that, like, I was also quite a bit younger and just not fully absorbing the magnitude of what was happening. And then we went to Littleton, Colorado. And it was like, oh my God, this is so ordinary. Yeah. You know, be obviously could have been anywhere, whatever it's yeah. Ordinary in that way that it could have been anywhere. And we actually lived next to a high school at that time. So it was just really, it was wild, but it, we, that's part of the reason that we go to these places because we like to be able to kind of better describe the reality of a scenario or, you know, what the location kind of looked like. Yeah, for sure. So for those who don't know, the. Las Vegas Strip is a stretch of road down Las Vegas Boulevard. So south of the city in Clark County, there, you know, it's, it's Vegas. So towering hotels, stores, restaurants, lights, a feast for the eyes. Mm, Absolutely. Yeah. Quite a sight. So I wasn't too sure about my first trip to Vegas. (laughs) My, because my only, (laughs) like my only real, like frame of reference for Vegas was like Lampoon's Vegas vacation. So like in my mind, just everything was stuck in time and just kind of grimy. And just I don't know. I just was like, not really, I wasn't, it wasn't high on my list to visit for sure. But case in point visited amazing time. Love it now. Get Good. It. I get it. Cause I love going out there. Yeah. So really interesting. So I call old Vegas a carnival of time gone by. So you know what I mean? Like old Vegas, because we really haven't gotten to explore. Yeah, we haven't really. A lot of that. Like we've stayed at the, like staying at the Flamingo is the like most old, like I guess older As far as the strip. Yeah. Yeah. So there's still, of course, a ton to experience. Good. I'm ready to go back. (laughs) Um. So, yeah, so I just, I just was blown away how the architecture was incredible. The buildings, layouts, hotels, rest, I mean, all of it. And I'm a career hospitality gal and have spent quite a lot of time in hotels, but working them especially. And there is just something I love so much about hotels, especially luxury hotels. It's oh, just so good. I must've been fancy in a past life. I think you were fancy. I think I might've been fancy in a past life. So obviously Vegas is known for what? Gambling, right? Casinos. There's casinos everywhere. Floors of hotels are like dedicated to gambling. Um, Love it. Yeah. Right. When you get off the, um, the airplane in the airport, there's like, yeah, lottery stuff everywhere. So um, we were actually playing, I think a slot machine when we were waiting to board our flight. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) 
Never know. You never know. You never know. Lots to see and experience. One such hotel, and the main character of this episode, is the Mandalay Bay Hotel. The hotel opened on March 2nd, 1999, and it's massive structure, 135,000 square feet. Houses 43 stories and over 3,000 rooms. Wow. Can imagine managing a hotel that size. The most striking feature of the hotel is the gold-plated exterior. Uh, you can see shows like Michael Jackson 1, and um, it connects to its sister properties, the Luxor and Excalibur. Uh, it's currently owned by MGM, but was originally purchased by Circus Circus Enterprises before its sale to MGM. Oh, I love Circus Circus. It takes so you back. It does. That's so cute. Being dropped off there when I was about six, <laughs> playing in the arcades. It's good times. That's when Cheyenne started playing craps. About yep, six years that's old. when I started learning. <laughs> so enough about the history. Let's talk location. The Mandalay Bay Hotel and Casino are adjacent to several notable buildings and structures. Um, but that of most recent notoriety was called Las Vegas Village, which is a 15-acre lot used primarily for outdoor performances and events, including the Route 91 Harvest Fall Music Festival. In 2017, the two-day festival ran from September 29th through October 1st with over 22,000 attendants on its final day. Shots began to ring out shortly after 10 p.m. on the night of October 1st, a final night of the festival, leaving attendees and performers bewildered by what they were hearing. Country music singer Jason Aldean was performing the closing act of the show when the shooting began. Concerts, concert goers and staff reported thinking that it was fireworks, which, I mean been to a music festival it's not uncommon right and you're in vegas like <laughs> right fireworks could be going off at any point by the way the new year's eve fireworks beautiful God, amazing i love fireworks the new year's eve fireworks incredible so yeah everybody's like you know kind of slow to respond because they're like oh, i don't know fireworks and also you know we have such a like this could never happen to me uh, mentality sometimes that when danger really is imminent and it's like right in your face, it's almost hard to believe and don't know what to do. 64 year old Stephen Paddock, who we will refer to as the shooter for the rest of the episode was a real estate businessman who lived in a retirement community, 80 miles away from Vegas in Mesquite, Nevada. He was also a high stakes gambler, not at all unfamiliar to most of the casino hosts in Vegas. Although he primarily kept to single player games, <clears throat> He wasn't, you know, notable really to high rollers. So he was the son of a bank robber, uh, reportedly a very heavy drinker and had been twice divorced, has no known children and had a girlfriend at the time of the shooting. Hmm. What a babe. According to the girlfriend, he had spent the month before casing different angles of the windows in the various rooms that they stayed in. Apparently, he had done some research on other large event venues earlier that year in busy cities and even reserved a room overlooking Lollapalooza in Chicago in August, but ended up not going. Wow. I know. Oh, yeah. We forgot to tell him I got shot at yesterday. Yeah. We'll come back to that. The reason I say that is because... <laughs> Shot out with a, a paintball. Right. Uh, is because the point of that, and the reason I wrote that that way is because that could have been Lollapalooza. This whole episode could have been Lollapalooza. Right. Like that totally, anything can happen at any minute. And so. As Absolutely. My, as my mama would say, Jen, 
be aware of your surroundings. That's oh, yeah. the best advice I would give anybody. Yeah. Be absolutely. aware of where you are and who's around you. Uh, Cause you never know. Hopefully nothing bad will ever happen again. I hope not. Should you ever be in a similar scenario? And I hope that no one ever is. Uh, be aware of your surroundings and try to act quickly to take care of yourself. So on September 25th, he checked into a comp room on the 32nd floor of the Mandalay Bay, uh, room 135. And four days later, he checked in the connecting room as well, room 134. Uh, over that period of time, he gambled at night, had casual conversations with hosts and security and was, you know, always reported as normal, really. Uh, he made several phone calls and several trips to his home in Mesquite during that time. The bellman of the hotel helped bring up a number of suitcases over those days. Turns out five suitcases to his room on September 25th, seven on the 26th and two on the 28th, six on the 30th and two on October 1st. Wow. Can you imagine how they felt after helping this jerk carry this arsenal up to his room? I cannot. Like, I, I just... No, I can't even think about it. I was thinking about, um, you were saying that he checked into the room beside him. I, I was like thinking about those people that had just left that room. Oh my gosh. Like, right? it's like, I just stayed in that room. It's, I don't know. It's kind of weird. He had two rooms though. But yeah, those well, connecting rooms. Well, had a lot of, uh, he was trying to get the widest luggage. possible angle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that so makes yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. But no, I could not imagine oh helping, having helped him unknowingly of take course. all that to his room. Wild. Just before 10 p.m., security guard Jesus Campos was sent to the 32nd floor for an open door alarm. He attempted to open the door that provided immediate access to the floor, but found it would not open or was maybe somehow barricaded shut. So he went around another way and finally gained access to the floor. He noticed an L-shaped metal bracket was screwed into the door in the wall, effectively keeping the door from opening. So the door was screwed shut, uh, this public access door. And he then heard what he described as rapid drilling, as a rapid drilling type of noise after reporting the door to dispatch. He went to investigate the sound of the rapid drilling and was struck in the leg by a bullet that was shot through the hotel room door. Maintenance man Stephen Shuck was dispatched to fix the bottle, the bolted door and was told to take cover by Campos, who was doing the same. Shuck radioed to dispatch that there was a shooting and police were contacted. At 10.05 p.m., the shooter used a hammer to break two of the windows in his suites and open fire on the crowd of 22,000 unsuspecting people who moments before were having the time of their lives. So it sounded to me like he like started shooting maybe um, because, you know, according to this, it sounds like he was starting maybe to shoot. Maybe he heard them like trying to come up, like in come up through the door or something. I don't know. But hmm. to this, it sounds like he, well, he shot through the hotel room door. Right. Yeah. Compost, so um, I guess maybe he was shooting inside and then was like, okay, it's go time. Broke the window. I, I don't know. I don't have right, an answer right. to how it, how Gosh, he started. Those windows seem like they would be very hard to break. Don't they? I mean, I guess. If he's I okay. don't let you go near them. I know. But. I know. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to fall out of there. Um, you ain't got to the wheel. You ain't got to reinvent the wheel. Watch me watch a Reed Falls Drag Race. Yes. You ain't got to reinvent the wheel. 
Um, let's see. So yeah, they were just having the time of their lives. The shooter fired over a thousand rounds of ammunition, almost 500 yards away into the crowd and also shot at a jet fuel tank in an attempt for it to explode. So this is right beside the Janet terminal airport. Is that right? Oh yes. So it's right beside the um, Las Vegas airport. That's also where the Janet terminal is. Um, Janet stands for just another non-existent terminal. Um, this is where the employees for Area 51 fly out of Vegas every day and fly back into with their unmarked planes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's right across uh, right across the road from Mandalay Bay. It's wild. Continue. I know. We need to do a whole thing on the terminal. Also. Yeah, we were supposed to go to Area 51 when we were out there, but that got canceled. COVID. Yeah, that damn COVID ruining everything. I just need y'all to get vaccinated. Or if you're not going to, just be really responsible about your PPE. Wear a mask. Sure. Wear a mask. Okay, so. Just get vaccinated. Just get vaccinated. Wear a mask. Sheer chaos broke out uh, once people started to realize that they were being shot at and were hindered by this. So there's a really long security, fin- you know, it's like a fenced in area basically so they were hindered and basically kind of stuck in there by this really long security fence mm-hmm. oh my god they're still shooting oh my god oh my god oh my god they're still shooting they're still shooting and your friend has been shot i don't know where you are you have to give me an address the whole concert's down on the ground Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Where are you? We're in a trash can. Manabay Bay Security Dispatch, we have an active shooter in room 32135. 32135? Yep, 32nd floor, Manabay Bay, 135. Confusion takes over, you know, police. Police are all of a sudden, of course, there's security and police around the venue. Right. And they're trying to determine where the shots are coming from. Um, they were getting like a false information that there were shooters from different hotels. Um, there's inside the crowd, lots of different like conspiracy stories, things like that, that are really tough. And I would imagine would be really tough for, um, survivors, you know, who were there. Oh, for sure. You know, it's like, um, no, it first of all, it did happen. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't imagine, um, yeah. The gaslighting that's probably gone on. Oh, I'm sure. Well, I'm sure. Uh, at 10:12 p.m., police were recorded as re- uh, were recorded as reporting to hear gunfire above them on the 32nd floor while they were on the 31st. The shooting stopped at 10:15 p.m. So overall, this was about a 10-minute assault. They manually breached and barricaded the door on the th- of the 32nd floor and found a, wood- a wounded Jesus Campos. Uh, who gave them his master key. They then began clearing rooms on the floor, realizing the gunfire had stopped. Police breached room 32135 at 11.20 p.m. to find the shooter dead of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Much of Las Vegas Boulevard was closed to traffic by SWAT. Around 300 people fled to the McCarran Airport, where officials shut down the runway and rerouted all planes in flight. My God, can you imagine, like, airport and like thousands of people start to run in seeking screaming and like seeking shelter and you're like what the wow. hell is this chaos no way ah, no so way crazy. 
Uh, as of October 2020, there were reported to be 61 deaths, including the shooter. Immediate fatalities were 58 victims who were killed by gunshot wounds. The oldest was 67 and the youngest was 20. Approximately, eight, approximately 867 people were injured, 411 to gunshot wounds or shrapnel. So remember those long security gates, right? A lot of people were bottlenecked trying to get out, which basically made those who weren't being trampled, like, I mean, sitting ducks, um, oh, yeah. you know, just being shot at a uh, 57 year old woman from California who had been paralyzed during the shooting died more than two years later on November 15th, 2019 on a August 24th 2020 the san bernardino county medical examiner officially attributed her death to the shooting though the las vegas metropolitan police department lvmpd declined at the time to include her in the official death toll the police department also initially declined to include a 49 year old nevada woman who died from complications of a leg wound on may 26 2020 the department revised its decision however and included the woman Included both women in the account. And then in my notes, I said fuckers. <laughs> right? Apparently I was upset when I was writing that. <laughs> yes, it sounds like it. Uh, Jason Aldean, who was singing when the shooting started, uh, posted his condolences on Instagram and noted all of those working with him at the show had survived the attack. Of course, there are always conspiracy theories. You know, as we kind of talked about, this was no, I mean, just I've read about like, Multiple shooters, street shooters, crisis actors, uh, and Russian spies. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Jeez. Every one of these. I um, had a cousin that was actually in attendance mm-hmm. at this event. Um, yeah, and it sounds like it was very traumatizing. Yeah. I also have another cousin that is into conspiracies. Mm-hmm. and he's like this didn't even happen i'm like yeah pretty sure it did our other cousin would say differently <laughs> pretty sure it did yeah 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 oh god that sucks and jason aldean me and him used to be bffs back in the day uh-oh how'd that happen i ran into him at this um it was like an old like you know bar like in this college town i grew up near it was called the Rusty Lizard. So he had done a <laughs> show that night at the local college, WCU. And I guess he decided to go there after. So anyway, he was there. I didn't Nowhere really else to go. know who he was, but they're like, oh, it's Jason Aldean. So we're like, hey, um, my sister was there with me and like her and Jason Aldean just like came best friends like they were just talking whatever he made sure to say bye to her before he left he was pretty cool he was almost your brother-in-law i know (laughs) we're so close do you guys still keep in touch yeah every once in a while okay every once in a while (laughs) (laughs) what uh do you have a favorite jason aldean song yeah i love that one where it's like um Mm -hmm. how's it go yeah. Ooh. Oh yeah, I do know like that. <laughs> I do know that one. Oh my god. Well tell him hi. The next I will. Time. Yeah. I will. Big fan. Overall, you don't need I mean, people just do 
bad things and how this like single dude living in a retirement community was able to acquire 24 firearms, a large quantity of ammunition and numerous high capacity magazines capable of holding up to hundred rounds a piece. That's beyond me. 14 of the fire words were 223 caliber AR-15 type semi-automatic rifles. So what does that mean? The AR-15 rifle rifles were fitted with uh, vertical forward grips and bump stocks. So the bump stocks uh, basically allow for recoil to accentuate the trigger uh, at a rate of 90 rounds in 10 seconds. The AR-10 rifles were equipped with various telescopic sights and mounted on bipods. So the a bump stock is basically like a the end of a like the butt of a gun that is spring like spring action. So when you fire, it recoils and hits your shoulder and then pushes the gun the trigger back to into your fire finger again. to fire. So it's just like like incredibly fast, wow. which is that's crazy. <sighs> yeah, we all know how I feel about citizens and automatic rifles. In fact, a lady was very upset. Uh one time writing about uh all the things she didn't like about about oh, yeah. me on on that uh review. she's probably the one that shot you yesterday you know what i didn't even think about it she might have been could have been shoot at me i swear no we're safe don't don't you better not tell my mom either that i got shot out yesterday cheyenne's new favorite thing I'm is to rat on me to my mom which is Still not over that Harlem thing. So at a press conference, U.S. President, then former U.S. President Donald Trump described Paddock as, quote, a very, very sick individual. Good American. I'd, oh God, so bad. A demented man with a lot of problems. So that's the one of the things I would agree with. That's accurate. On. Yeah. That's an accurate statement. He added, the police department has done such an incredible job and we'll be talking about gun laws as time goes by. Fast forward, we didn't talk about gun laws as time went by. <laughs> it's what we need. We need like a third party narrator right. <laughs> that we can like edit in and be like, they did not actually <laughs> talk about this he as time went that, on. But it didn't actually happen. A White House official, uh, White House official talking points memo distributed to Trump allies opposing tightening gun control since, quote, new laws won't stop a madman, but will curtail freedoms of law abiding citizens. Yeah, just like this guy was a law abiding citizen Absolutely. until he tried to mow down 22,000 people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on October the 2nd, Trump issued a proclamation to honor the victims and their families. And on October 4th, Trump visited the shooting victims and first responders. The legality of bump stocks in the United States came under question following the 2017 Las Vegas shooting. Um, ultimately, so basically it, it went through like all these different um chains of command if you will for went through like u.s justice department actually banned them at the federal level um but then in 2021 sixth circuit court of appeals struck down the ban of course they did um i mean really who would we be without our semi-automatic rifles and pitiful health care you know but f off that topic my brother actually wrote a book some years ago called Lions of Kandahar. And the dedication of that book was so beautiful to me. He dedicated the book 
to every American who lived each day like it was September 12th, 2001. Basically the day that Americans came together after the terror attacks on September 11th. And I was reminded of that when like I'm writing these notes, new this research and, you know, following the following days of the shooting, the Las Vegas community, I mean, showed up. The wait times to donate blood were sometimes like six hours long. Millions of dollars were raised. A prayer walk and ceremony took place a few days you know, later over that three-mile stretch of the uh, Las Vegas Strip between Circus Circus and Mandalay Bay. Proving that, I think this is kind of you know important. Despite our differences, we do in fact... <laughs> We do, in fact, have what it takes to show up for each other in the face of crisis. I just wish that (laughs) we weren't providing the tools for it in the first place. And while we know thoughts and prayers, of course, aren't enough to get ahead of gun violence, any way to bring a community of people together after such an unnecessary tragedy is going to help it heal. So Vegas strong always. Um, But yeah, that is... My story of the Route 91 Music Festival Massacre. Yeah. Um, while we were out there, we did go to Mandalay Bay. <laughs> we, uh... Cheyenne wanted to go see that room real bad. Let's just call it like this. <sighs> and I tried to get I her I just up there. have such a curiosity. So in most of those hotels, they have like security right outside of the um, like the elevators, um, you know, making sure that like, cause you have to show your card to them really to prove that you're staying there before you can get on the elevator. So they're pretty serious. The only place that they were not taking it very seriously was where? Mandalay Bay. At the Mandalay Bay. <laughs> that and is the only place there wasn't a security guard. There very was a weird. security guard, but he was just like disintegrating before our eyes. Like he was... <laughs> But he was turning to dust in front of my eyeballs. And I was like, Cheyenne, like channel your inner white woman, like just bring up all the audacity that you can and just march right past him <laughs> to get on that elevator. <laughs> I, I tried to even know where room. he was. So That's what I'm saying. We That was our one chance. Yeah. But then you had to have your card inside the elevator to go up. But I was reading that That's they um, actually remodeled it. And that whole hallway that he was staying on is closed off. I'm not. I mean, I'm certainly not surprised to hear that. Um, I guess know, they don't want people staying in that room. And Yeah. Sure, well, yeah. I feel like. Yeah. I mean, I think you're right. It's, that's that's pretty rough. And obviously, I mean, it's, I'm sure just a whole section of the hotel that's like, that's better to never come out again. Like everything that happened there, like yeah, it's better so just to seal just, that off and like yeah, make it a tune. Sealed it off. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I mean, that's what they did uh, at Virginia Tech. I was too, about to right? say at yeah. Virginia Tech, we went there in the classroom where um, most of the students had been shot. They turned it into like a computer room or something. We went up there. Yeah. It looked nice. You could definitely tell it was much newer than the rest of the building. Yeah. Um, But they, I mean, you still have access to where it happened, but it was just completely redone. Yeah. it It's definitely a new space. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, everybody, you know, people honor, remember, forget, you know, whatever it is, all those different tragedies and things that happen in different ways mm-hmm. um but yeah we we definitely um we did try to see if we could get up there but you know 
thankfully, those hotels are pretty darn secure that way. Yes. Yeah, definitely. So we don't want um, creepies like us running around. God, something's wrong with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're, um, the concert had taken place. I think they're going to eventually put a memorial there. But, I mean, we went by there and it looks like it's mostly been just paved over kind of a parking lot. Yeah, I think our Uber driver said it was like a parking for the maybe the healthcare place nearby. I think they're going to put the new football arena near there. That's right. He did say that. Yeah. For the Las Vegas. Gamblers. <laughs> Raiders. Oh. <laughs> Has it lost? Was it? Has it always been Las Vegas? No, Raiders? they used to, be, used to be the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, they moved. I know. Oh, they moved. <laughs> they <laughs> like, mo- no, they're still in Oakland, but they're called Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, no, they moved. Like the Hornets. What? Remember the Hornets used to be in Charlotte, and then they went to New Orleans, and then they came back to Charlotte a couple of years ago. No, mm-hmm. are they? St- do we still have Charlotte Hornets, or is my yeah. whole life alive? No, it's real. But they were they were in New New Orleans for a little bit. It's bullshit. Just like that. Los Angeles Rams. Didn't they used to be like the St. Louis Rams or something? Yes. Just people move around. (laughs) I don't know. See, I can't. I can't keep up. I can't keep up. Uh, We have a new fun place to follow us. Give us a follow on TikTok. OnlyFans. Oh. Oh, TikTok. Uh, Yeah, well, we have the free place to follow us is on TikTok. Um, (laughs) But if you're on there, we might, I don't know, might show you my feet or something. No, <laughs> these all tired ass feet. I've got, <laughs> I've got my dad's feet. I'm sorry. There's nothing delicate on me. Like they're just like Flintstone, Flintstone feet with like toes that already look broken. I don't know. <laughs> Speaking of, we're gonna be um taking our engagement photos this week. <laughs> we'll be sure to post those. So <laughs> wish us luck. Oh, man, we'd love it if you would leave us a five-star review uh, on iTunes. Give us a follow on Instagram at Fireside Podcast. And uh, give us a follow on TikTok if you're on the clock app. If you're nasty. If you're nasty. I know y'all are some nasties. All right, y'all. As always, thanks for listening and playing along with us. Until next time, we'll see you by the fire. Bye. See ya. (laughs) 